The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. All right, welcome back as I uh, try and recover from that West Virginia collapse to Baylor. They blew it. They blew it, but uh, I'm used to that. Hey, it's... uh, Good game. West Virginia is obviously in the thick of things here, competing for a hopefully a two seed. There's certainly a lock for a three seed in the tournament. So Baylor holds on. They avoid losing their second straight game. And now let's get to the gridiron, the NFL. John McMullen joins me every night at 7.30 on The Fix. Follow John at JF McMullen on Twitter, SI.com, PhillyVoice.com, and host of Extending the Play every Saturday, 10 a.m. right here. On 1490. John, how you doing tonight? Doing well. Sports is pain, Ryan. Sports is pain. If you like a team, they're going to disappoint you more than they uh, satisfy you. <laughs> that can go for a lot of things in life, John. That can go for a lot of things in life, my friend. <laughs> That's very true. Life is pain. You can extrapolate that out. Life is pain. All right, let's... Uh, Try not to get too depressing here tonight, and let's talk <laughs> Eagles. So maybe it's unavoidable, but um, <laughs> another disappointment. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, gotta love it. Um, we've been changing it up a little bit and avoiding the quarterback position. Friday night we talked wide receivers. Last night we talked tight end. So tonight, of course, let's uh, let's get into the backfield and talk running back. We have Miles Sanders for the Philadelphia ah, Eagles. You're going to get me in trouble. I know. I love getting you in trouble. Start us off, man. Well, I, hey, I, I, I think you know the, the biggest disappointment in the in the Philadelphia Eagles uh, season uh, last year was pretty evident. I, I mean, Carson. Nobody was close to Carson Wentz. But if you're asking me who who the second biggest disappointment was. And this shocks Eagles fans. It would be Miles Sanders. 
And that's because I, I had a high bar, a lot of expectations. Uh, he did not play well. Now, it, it's hard for people to understand. Very explosive runner. Home run hitter, no question about it. Everything else, he did not do well. And I mean everything else. As a, as a pass receiver, he regressed to a ludicrous degree. My my buddy Jimmy Kemsky at Philly Boys did his, everybody should check that out, did his all the drop passes. Uh, unbelievable how many drop passes uh, Miles Sanders had last season. And by the way, that wasn't even the biggest part of his problem as a receiver. Wrong position all the time. Uh, the coaching staff was so angry at him. Hugh Staley, who I've never heard criticize a player, criticized Miles Sanders uh, as a receiver. Pass protection, a little bit better, but not much better. So when you look at the three things you got to do, very explosive runner, terrible receiver, terrible in pass protection. And people talk about him like he's a three-down back. People talk about him like he should be in the conversation with the Dalvin Cooks and the Alvin Kamaras of the world. He's not. He's not even close. This team was very upset about the way he played last season. Very upset. I'm Listen, I'm with you with he's not a three-down back. I don't know. He's never going to be a three-down back. And and what – I know he had a good rookie year, but can you refresh our memory? How how good was it? What made fans think he was going to be Barry Sanders? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I mean, he was really good. He, he really tough start in his rookie season. And then he got benched for Jordan Howard, if you remember. And then Jordan Howard got hurt, and he was forced back in the lineup. And from that point forward, he played well. He legitimately played well. And I think the most exciting part of that was his ability as a receiver because he was really good as a rookie. Um, and for whatever reason, you had this terrible regression um, on, on that part of his game. And I, I can't explain it because the Eagles can't explain it. And as I said, Deuce Staley, who would basically, you know, he, he would not, as I said, he wouldn't criticize Danelle Pumphrey, never mind Miles Sanders. I, I mean, that's just not his way. And, it, for instance, pass protection. Now, everybody knows Miles isn't, he wasn't very good as a rookie, but that's most young backs. That, that I can work with as long as you have show a willingness. And he did show a willingness uh, to stick his nose in there and, and sort of try. You can work with that. And he would defend him on that type of thing. But as a receiver, he just he just stopped defending him. And he said he needed to tighten up his hands. He needed to work on his route running. He needed to be in the right spots as an outlet receiver. Uh, it was really kind of eye-opening. But at, at, And then, you know, you had the home runs and you had the long runs. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I mean, let's face it, that's sexy. I mean, people are going to notice that. Mm -hmm. So when you can take one 80 yards to the house, people think you're, you're great. And, you know, it's like, it's like a home run hitter who strikes out three times, but hits the home run. Um, you know, sometimes it's great you know, on a particular game day. Sometimes those three strikeouts are going to kill you. 
and, and make you lose the game. And you, and you want a more consistent option. But even as a runner, the Eagles want him to do more on the other plays. In other words, it's great to go for 70, 80 yards. But if a play is blocked for four yards, get the four yards. And too often, Miles isn't even doing that. He's trying to hit the home run. And he's, trying, and he's not taking what's there. So there's a lot of room for improvement. Now, while I say all that, and people hate me for it, doesn't mean he can't turn. He's got unbelievable talent. But it's time to, to clean up the little things. This is a third-year player now. Yeah, and I would layer on four fumbles last year. Like, that ain't getting it done. You can't put the ball on the ground four times and be a lead back. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, we haven't even gotten into the fumble. And also, durability is a part of it as well. Uh, I mean, to be a great back, you got to be out there. I mean, that's part of it as well. Yeah, but you certainly have to hold on to the football. You didn't do that as well. You did not have a good year, but it's it's – it's shrouded in those home runs, and people can't get past it. And they say, wow, that's explosive. That's great. But in reality, it's not as great as you think it is. Yeah, I had and I had this debate a ton last summer. Um, I think the reason why people were so obsessed with him is because he went to Penn State, and Saquon Barkley had previous to this year, of course, and obviously the last two years, he's now had durability issues, almost missed the whole season last year and played about half the season the year before did Saquon Barkley. But I think people saw Saquon's success and like, oh, anyone that comes out of Penn State, we must we must draft him and we must uh, celebrate him because he's obviously going to be as good as Saquon Barkley. And A, he has been had huge durability issues. And B, these guys aren't the same player. No, I, I mean, Saquon was, you know, the number two pick in the draft uh, at a position that's not valued for a reason. I mean, he's a, he's a freak of nature from uh, just from a, a trade standpoint. Uh, and even that, I mean, I disagree with taking a running back up that high, but he's on a different level. Um, and, and, and again, that's, I, I mean, Miles was a second round pick, 53 overall. And after his rookie season, you, you did say, okay, there's, there's real potential to have a three down back. Um, and, and he took a, a, a big regression in the year you're supposed to take the big step forward because coaches will always tell you uh, the biggest improvement generally you see is from year one to year two. Um, at the end of, of again, Miles wasn't great early on in his rookie season, but the second half he was really good, and that's where all the excitement came from, and it was understandable. Um, and he just, you know, it's it's tough to say because the name of the position is running back, and he's a good runner. Uh, so it's tough to explain to people there are other aspects to the position that he's really, really bad at. And, you know, pro football focus, uh, some people love it. Some people hate it. They had him ranked at like 57. Uh, that <laughs> high. Think this is a guy. And, and they say, you know, the people who don't like pro football focus, and it's not gospel, but generally when they say a, a running back is playing well, uh, they're playing well, any position. If they say a player's playing well, they're playing well. And if you look at their grades – and you look at the Derrick Henrys and Kamara's and Dalvin Cooks, guess what? 
They're all where you think they would be. They're all top ten. Miles, he's in the fifties. All right, so I agree with everything that uh, both Luke and John are saying right now regarding Miles Sanders. But if I have to try and defend him, uh, he looked better with Jalen Hurts under center. I don't know what that means. I want you to fill me in on that, John. And and do you think he can take that type of a jump with the right quarterback under center and really just with a healthy offensive line to be fair to him as well? Well, I, you know, the interesting thing is I, I don't think he needs to take much of a jump as a runner uh, other than staying on the field and, and stopping the fumbling. As Luke said, There's you can nitpick and say, as I said, uh, you know, maybe he tries to hit the home run a little bit too often. And as I said, you know, if four yards is there, take the four yards and go on to the next play. That, it's that kind of little stuff. And generally, as you gain experience, you get better at that kind of stuff. Um, so it, it, I, I, I can't imagine he would be worse as a receiver last year. It's almost impossible to be worse. So you're going to see improvement. The question is, how much of an improvement? Is it going to be uh, just a little bit less bad? Or is he going to go back to where he was at the end of his rookie year when he was actually well above average? So there's a big swath there. And if he just gets back to doing, again, I think it's more the little things. You know, you said he's got to tighten up his hands as far as catching the football. He had seven drops as a running back. That's, that's just unheard of. Uh, and it's, this is not a guy who catches the football 60, 70, 80 times. You know, yeah, I, it, he's just dropping it all over the place. And then uh, the bigger aspect is – you have to be there. Dan Orlovsky always says, you can't fool your quarterback. You have to be in the position where they expect you to be, especially as an outlet receiver. Because in a lot of ways, if a quarterback is going through his progression and then says, nothing's there, nothing's there, i got to dump it down to the guy who's supposed to be in the flat. Mm-hmm. And it's second nature and you're just a yard or two off, that can look really, really bad. And, it, and you saw it happen numerous times to Carson Wentz and, and the Eagles as a whole. And that's what he's got to improve on. The pass protection, yeah, I mean, that's going to be an issue. because, But that's an issue with a lot of backs. Um, and I, 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 never, I, I don't think he's ever going to be a great pass protector. But as long as you see incremental improvement there, I think – I think you could live with it at least. And let's let's be real here for a second as well. Like, how many three-down running backs are in the NFL right now? Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, who Luke mentioned, when healthy. Uh, Zeke, Elliott for Dallas, although I don't know after this past season. And Derrick Henry. I mean, that that's it, right? There's no such thing as the three-down running back anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's not a ton. I would throw Cook in there. Uh, even Kamara's not really because he uh, he doesn't have the durability of of. I, I would say Henry and and Cook are the two best running backs in the NFL right now. And Zeke was great, but we all know. I mean, there's a lot of tread off the tire, uh, and and he was an all around running back. He he was, you know, he wasn't. 
dynamic, but he was a great. He he was a really good outlet receiver, and he was a really good pass protector. So it's rare you see that type of back. And going way back to another Dallas back, I mean, there are no more Emmett Smiths. I mean, Emmett was just a yeah. unbelievable pass protector, really good outlet receiver, uh, and obviously a great running back. Yeah, those kind of guys, they don't exist anymore. All right, so I think we laid the groundwork for this uh, question I'm about to throw out there. <laughs> what what are the Eagles going to do at running back this offseason? Uh, not much. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's a theme. They're not going to do a ton in free agency as a whole, uh, plus they don't value that position. I, I mean, you look at an Aaron Jones, I mean, that's that's a legitimate number one back in this league. Um, but again, that's not something you do in free agency. Um, this team just doesn't believe in that, and understandably so. I, for the most part, I agree with the Eagles' thought process. You want running backs in the draft, and, and you want to roll them over every four years when that when that rookie contract uh, ends, unless you find a real star, and they haven't really been able. Um, to find a real star since Shady um, McCoy, uh, and there was hope that Ma, and there's still hope. I mean, this is only his third season, and uh, again, it, it, as long as he gets back to where he was as a receiver, I, I think you're fine at running back. So, if he could rewind to the end of his rookie season, I think the Eagles would be thrilled by that. Now, the durability, and, and that has to improve. I don't know if he's ever going to be a guy who's going to touch it 250 times. Um, but it's more than solid enough. I'm not trying to say they need to make a drastic change of direction because I, I, I don't think they need to do that. But Miles has to improve. He's not a star. The Eagles know that, though. The fan base doesn't know that. The Eagles know that. And I'm going to ask you here in just a minute for listeners, we're going to get to some names in the draft on, you know, days like two, three, and so on after round one. But Boston Scott, John, we, you and I have talked about Boston Scott a lot. I'm, I'm a big fan, you know, and, and Doug Peterson always seemed to be hesitant and he had to have been completely backed into a corner to, you know, take the training wheels off for Boston Scott. Like, all right, well, we, we have to go to Boston. And he seemingly delivered, if not every time, nine out of ten times. So, new regime. Can Boston Scott potentially have a bigger role? Is that an answer? Well, I, I think, you know, if you look at Boston's numbers uh, as a complimentary back, they were pretty good. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's what you're looking for from your second back is – you know, he was up in the in the 350, 400 yards. Uh, you know, the issue with me with Boston, obviously you have some concerns about his size uh, and his height. If you remember, you know, probably the, the highlight of the year for Carson Wentz was that touchdown to Boston Scott. Mm-hmm. He's a good receiver. Uh, the issue is, though, if you're a third down back, you got to pass protect. And he's really bad at that as well. So that's the one aspect of his game that needs improvement. And generally, if you're going to be that third down back, 
that that's really job number one is to pick up the blitz and protect the quarterback. And that's where there's kind of an issue. I think that's a good point. You know, I, I you know, if you're going to be in there on third down, you obviously have to pass protect. Um, but I, I hope Boston Scott is deemed valuable enough to have a role for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, coming up this year at, at least. Uh, so, your thoughts on names in the draft, because you said it yourself, the position isn't viewed as valuable as it used to be, so there could potentially be some talent um, in rounds two, three, four. John, what are your thoughts? Yeah, there always is. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, I brought up, you know, Pumphrey before, and that's one of the disappointing aspects of that pick. If you look at that draft and how many good running backs really came after uh, Denell Pumphrey, it kind of shows you that was the first pick in the fourth round. Kind of shows you that you have the ability to to find contributors uh, later in the draft, I bring up Jones again. He was later in that draft, uh, and he turned into a star in Green Bay. So um, there's the ability to do it, and uh, I think um, from what you know, obviously, as I said, the Eagles aren't going to be moving on from Miles Sanders. They want uh, they want him to improve. They want him to continue to develop. Uh, and there's still a chance that he becomes what the fan base thinks he is, and that's a a, a really good running back. So that's where you're coming. That's where you're starting, uh, and then you're looking for an upgrade in sort of the complementary role from Boston Scott, because again, there's size deficiencies, uh, some issues, as I said, in pass protection. So in theory, you're looking. Uh, for a potential third down back, uh, the 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 top two backs, uh, obviously the Eagles aren't going to be involved in. That's Najee Harris from Alabama and Travis Etienne from Clemson. Um, those are sort of going to be out of reach because the Eagles aren't thinking. Obviously, the Eagles aren't thinking about a running back really, really early. But you look at those two guys from North Carolina. Uh, Javante Williams is sort of the thunder uh, in that group, in that uh, offense uh, for the Tar Heels, and then Michael Carter was sort of the lightning, and and it's Carter who I think would fit better for the Eagles. And if that's a guy who kind of falls a little bit uh, early day three, that's that's the kind of of player I, I think they would want to target. Kenneth Gainwell from Memphis is another. Guys, sort of in that vein. Uh, that's the type of back I think the Eagles will be looking for. What about a replacement for Miles Sanders? And I don't mean right away, but drafting someone with the thought process of let's see what he's got. We feel like he could have the potential to be 1A on the depth chart in a year or two. Well, I think it would be the other the other back in North Carolina. He's probably the third best back in the draft. So, uh, if you get to me, I look at Williams, Javante Williams, and, and say he's got a chance to be uh, a true you know running back one in the NFL. Now, the question is, how early is he going to go? I, I don't think the Eagles are going to look at running back until day three. And I think he's probably 
the type that's going to go in the third round. But if he slips a little bit, I mean, he's got the size. He's about 220, 225 pounds. Uh, so in theory, he can hold up to, you know, 20, 25 touches. And by the way, that's another part uh, of it, the, the change in coaching staff and, and the fact that we have to see, um, you know, Doug Peterson was pretty much a committee guy. And, and you know, he a little bit more this year to, to one back when Miles was healthy. But for the most part, he was always committee. It's, it's interesting if you look at Indianapolis and, and, and Jonathan Taylor and even back before uh, he got hurt. They were more of uh, let one guy do it, and, and if he gets a little banged up or he needs a rest, okay, then you have a competent backup, but not necessarily committee. So it's going to be interesting if Nick Sirianni puts more on the plate of Miles Sanders. And if he does, it's even more important you get improvement. We're talking with our NFL Eagles insider, John McMullen. We do this every night on The Fix at 7.30 p.m. Follow John at JF McMullen on Twitter, phillyvoice.com, and Sports Illustrated at si.com is where you can find all of John's written work, and you can listen to him Saturday mornings right here on 1490, 10 a.m., host extending the play. All right, John, uh, before we get to some NFL headlines... Everyone loves the grades, so I'm really going to you know, piss you off here, and I'm going to ask for a grade right now of the Eagles running back room with Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. Do they get a, a passing grade, or is that a uh, you have to take this class next semester? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's passing because Miles is really talented. I, I, I don't want to you know, paint the picture. I think you know people always take two extremes and say, uh, you know, part of the disappointment dealt with the expectations. In other words, um, you know, you like they have other backup running backs, Jason Huntley, people, you know, realize may not even realize he's on the team. They picked up on waivers, Elijah Holyfield, you know, practice squad guy, you know, you don't have great expectations for those players. I, I think there were, really significant expectations that Miles would take a, a big step forward and really become a top 10 running back in this league. And he didn't. So um, that's where the disappointment stems from. Not that he doesn't have talent, not that he doesn't have potential, not that his ceiling as a player isn't great because it is. Um, and I would say overall, uh, you know, Grades are meaningless, as you say, but yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment. So I would say C minus, uh, and and a lot of that. I'll just say this: I thought Boston performed fine as as the backup. So most of that goes to Miles. All right, C minus says John McMullen. Uh, all right, John, a couple couple quick questions here before we we let you go and we get to the top of the hour break. Uh, Vikings release. Tight end Kyle Rudolph after ten seasons. Your your thoughts there and predictions on what could potentially be next? Yeah, very good player. Uh, a, a bit of a we we talked about tight ends yesterday. He's one of sort of more of an old school traditional tight end who can uh, play on the line and is also a a good receiver. So kind of a dying breed. 
at least a little bit. And it was always interesting because, yeah, you, he always wore those yellow gloves with the Vikings uniform, and he had these—he's got these giant hands. He looks like Mickey Mouse out there, and he would pluck the uh, pluck the football out of the air. So, really, really good player. Um, but I, I mean, he'd been there for a decade, declining player, expensive player. Um, so that's just <laughs> the way of the NFL. Uh, I don't think. Um, he's what he once was. Uh, so it, it's, we talk about it all this time, all the time, Ryan, he's big name. Um, people might get excited, but they're not going to get the player he once was when he was going to pro bowls with the Vikings. And last one here for you, John, just an overall update on the quarterback position in the NFL with the rumors of Russell Wilson, Dallas, the Saints. There was a video thrown around the Internet today of Drew Brees working out. I don't know what that means, but people are talking about it. Uh, So (laughs) just give us the update from your standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's interesting. And uh, I, I mentioned this on Rich's show earlier with veteran players at the end uh, of a season, um, especially when they're banged up. And if you think about Drew Brees with all the broken ribs uh, and and he just wasn't ready to play and tried to come back at the end, um, seemed to be saying goodbye uh, when he was on the field after the playoff loss with Tom Brady, his family. Uh, ultimately, I still think he, he retires, but Veteran players tend to recharge their batteries and then want to get back into it. But I think overall, Drew Brees is just, he doesn't have the arm strength. I think it's time to walk away. I hope he walks away. I think he'll walk away. As for Russell, yeah, I mean, we know the four teams, but I, I, I don't think he's getting out of Seattle just yet. Maybe next year he's going to have to suffer through one more year. All right, there he is, Johnny Mack, every night at 7.30. The running back position is what we broke down tonight. And tomorrow night, we'll see where it takes us. Maybe we'll uh, focus in on the offensive line as a whole. Uh, All right, John, we'll do it again tomorrow night. Thanks, buddy. Looking forward to the hate mail. All right, thanks, Ryan. (laughs) No problem. All right, there he is, J-Mack. Good stuff as always.